another episode of Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast, a podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. Today I'm very, very excited to release an 11th episode of Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast. I really hope you enjoy listening to this podcast and from the bottom of my heart, big thank you. But can you do me a small favor? Can you please leave us a review? This would help us immensely to promote the podcast. So this podcast is brought to you by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, specialist in conversational uh, marketing and voice skills. So today my guest um, on the program is Tina Ramchandani, a founder of Tina Ramchandani Creative. So Tina's work uh, has been nationally recognized by publications including Ella Decor, The Wall Street uh, Journal, Architectural Design, Cottages and Gardens, Loney, Gotham, and Cover. And she was uh, most uh, recently named a 2018 Next Wave Designer by House Beautiful. So Tina is based in Manhattan, where she leads the team of uh, very talented designers. It also happened to be the city where she lives with her husband, Ajay, and Spanky Dog Figaro. So today, uh, Tina is sharing her story of creating a design agency in Manhattan, New York. So let's dive in and listen to Tina's story now. Hi, Tina. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Great to see you. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I guess the first question uh, everyone would like to know is how did you become uh, an interior designer? Well, I actually went to uh, school or undergrad university for interior design. So I've been doing this my entire career. Yeah. But what, what motivated you? Because um, I've read one of your, um, well, articles where you were featured that uh, when you were 19, you went to India. Yeah. Well, I, was, um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I was, you know, constantly exploring majors and careers. And when I was in India, um, early on, when I was about 19, I was there for a wedding and I visited a hotel with my family. And I was just so inspired by the feeling and emotion it evoked in me when I walked into the hotel. It was really beautifully designed. You could see through many layers of tables and settings to the ocean. Um, so, And it had just a really great vibe. And so I felt like whatever that feeling was, I wanted to capture that and have that in my life. So I decided interior design. Yeah. So you did your uh, university degree and, mm-hmm. um, and then you just started your own business? No, I actually, uh, I got my bachelor's in interior design and then I worked for a women-owned commercial interior design firm for several years. Um, we did hospitality, uh, hedge fund offices, healthcare, and then I decided to explore residential interiors and I worked for an A-list designer, Vincent Wolf based in New York for about five years and finally decided that it was time for me to go out on my own. So I've been on my own for about six years now. Okay. So yeah, you've got some work experience first yeah. kind of, yeah. 
understood what, what the industry is all about and then you decided to start your own thing. Yes. And you started in started it in Manhattan, right? Yes, that's where all I lived. places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very competitive. competitive, right? <laughs> very competitive. Yeah. But I mean this is um where I'm based and this is where my clients are. So it just rolled with it. So we're doing work not just in Manhattan, but in um, all of New York State, the Hamptons included, um, upstate New York, and in New Jersey. And we've also done some work in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So how, what were your experiences when you just started? Um, how did you feel uh, starting a business in such a competitive environment? I think that it really helped that I was naive about starting a business because if I knew all of the challenges, uh, I think I would have been a little bit more scared and I don't know that I would have fully dove into it. Um, it was definitely nerve wracking and there were a lot of sleepless nights. Um, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. Cause you did have some anxiety, didn't you? Oh, I, I didn't really realize that I suffered from anxiety until I started my business. Um, I started in 2014 and I was already seeing a therapist just because we're in New York and everyone sees a therapist. (laughs) We're all really mentally healthy or trying to be. Um, But soon after starting the business, I wasn't sleeping, which was leading to backaches, which was leading to anxiety. And it was like a never ending circle. And then I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Gosh. Yeah. So, so starting a business actually, made it even worse right because it's, yeah. it was kind of hidden right the, it was definitely hidden yeah it, it it was brought to the forefront and I really had to deal with it um and I tried to avoid taking medication um just because I felt th- there's like a stigma around it right um maybe I can beat this it's not a real thing I had to really understand that I needed to take the medication to um, settle and calm down. I just thought, oh, exercise or, you know, get over it. It's not a big deal, but it really was a big deal. And once I started taking, I'm still at a low dose of medication, but it really helped. Yeah. Did you have any family or friends that would help you, um, would support you when you started your business? Yeah. I mean, I, my family was really very supportive of the business. Um, they're definitely all my cheerleaders and I have my husband here who's a cheerleader for me. So that was really amazing, but the anxiety was tough to explain. I have some friends um, that are well-versed in mental illness and they, you know, were very supportive and they, they said, there's nothing wrong with this. Just, you know, take the medication and do your uh, meditation and exercises and you're going to be okay. But then um, I had some family members that don't understand it. So they just kept saying, it's all in your head. And I was like, you're right. It is all in my head. I need to solve this. <laughs> um, so there was, you know, there was a lot of, uh, I was stretched in different directions about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess when you just started the business, I mean, it, did it become profitable straight away or did it take some time for you to actually find your footing and, you know, find clients? I was lucky because when I decided to launch, I had clients lined up. Um, So we were able to have a, like first two years were strong. After that, I think the anxiety kind of came back because then I had to really learn to, to run a business, right? When I left, I had clients and I was able to design, which is what I'm really good at. 
And I didn't have to, or I didn't know that I had to actually run the business, look for clients, uh, a lot of behind the scenes aspects. And then once those projects ended, I had to learn to be a business owner and then the anxiety spiked again. Um, but, you know, it's something that I'm constantly struggling with, but now I've learned to identify the clues uh, when my anxiety is going to spike and what to do and how to, you know, take a moment for myself and really analyze if it's a real feeling or if it's an anxious feeling. Um, and I'm able to kind of move forward. And, and, and now, now that I know once you solve one issue business wise, it gets easier, right? So now I'm, I sort of get excited and I look forward to it where before I was afraid of it. Right. Yeah. Have you ever thought of quitting? Uh, a lot, but I think everybody does. <laughs> I will stop you. <laughs> um, this is what I'm good at. This is what I meant to be. You know, I've been designing for over 16 years now or maybe more. So um, I don't think that I could do anything else in life. And I've been working for myself for so long that I really don't want to go back to working for anyone else. I mean, obviously we're in a precarious situation right now with COVID. So if things fall apart and I have to, I will, but I now feel that I'm a business owner and not an employee. So I'm going to do everything I can to make this work. Yeah. And, um, I guess, uh, um, what, uh, you know, what would be your advice, um, Today, I mean, given the current situation with COVID, what uh, what would be um, your advice to say entrepreneurs who are struggling um, with their business at the moment? Um, I think I would take that question in twofold, right? One, from the anxiety or mental wellness point of view, this has thrown everyone for a loop, right? We all thought or I thought I was on a great path. Um, you know, I was steady with my meditation and my journaling and my medicine and staying well, but you know, there's so many fears that come out of this crisis. It's not just business. It's also health and health of others. And, you know, where's the economy going to be? And I think when you can't control the outside world, for me, it helps to just try and control a couple things about my own day. So it's my morning routine, my evening routine. It really keeps me grounded. Um, and then that allows me to have the rest of the day to focus on my business. So from a business point of view, I would say to everybody, um, if you are in a good mental place, then this is a great time to really work on your business and do all of the things that you never had time to do before, you know? So I'm taking it as an opportunity uh, I'm grateful that I'm happy and healthy and have my home and my dog and my husband. So I'm just taking the the working hours of the day and working on my systems and my processes and my marketing and things that I can control. And we have a couple clients that are still working, so I'm doing that, but that doesn't take up the majority of my day. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, be proactive, but yeah. also enjoy the day because when are we going to have this time again to really relax. I mean, it's not always relaxing, but the first person <laughs> it's time to relax. It's true. I mean, it's not relaxing, relaxing, but you can an hour, you know, give yourself a facial, you know, just, yes. we're never going to have this time. Back. Makeup. <laughs> yeah. Do some makeup, get, do your hair. Like there's no, you know, take some time for yourself. We can't get a massage. So there are other things we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Are you generally an anxious person? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always been an, an anxious person or is it just when you started running your, your own business? Yeah, it's kind of um, I think anxiety runs in my family um, and it was not it's not recognized to be honest and I don't know that I was anxious when I was younger but as I started to get older I started to recognize those symptoms in, in myself and in other family members yeah uh, do you have a mentor I have lots of coaches okay So I, well, one, I have my therapist who's, you know, really great. We speak once a week now on Zoom during this crisis. Um, I have two business coaches. Um, I look to a lot of my friends who are designers and business owners for advice. We have sort of a mastermind group. So I have a lot of people um, that I can ask questions when I have issues, which I think is really helpful because you can't do it alone. Yeah. But in your business, who's helping you with your business? Do you have a lot of people working for you? Uh, I had some staff, but we had to unfortunately um, stop work for the moment. So I'm handling all of the work that's coming in and hopefully we can get back to it soon. Yeah, because from from my discussions with uh, um, women entrepreneurs, um, one thing uh, keeps just popping up is that um, when during this situation, um, a lot of women have to kind of uh, pivot their business because you know it's all well and good if your business is online, but if you have a business like a restaurant or like in your case, an interior design company, what do you do? Because everything is, is, is today online and um, there are already, you know, news um um you know uh, pe- people saying that we may expect another six waves of of covid next year or, so, or something like that right what can you do if you are running a physical business you know you have a physical location what what's your strategy so i did um pivot a little bit so yeah. typically we were doing full service interior design so that means we did everything for our clients from the second we met them until we've installed their home and handed them the finished project project or product, including any deficiencies that happened afterwards. We managed all the trades. You know, the clients didn't have to live, lift a finger. So we've sort of developed um, a like a, a different model where we are designing virtually. Yeah. We're doing a lot of Zoom meetings, FaceTime meetings, screen shares to present the finished home to our clients and then we're offering them the option to purchase the items themselves or we can purchase the items for them but we can't physically be there to accept deliveries and it has um started to pick up we only launched this two weeks ago um but i've gotten a lot of interest and we've signed a couple clients that are interested in doing this because people are sick of being in their homes and looking at these walls with no art or not the sofa that they want or whatever it is And they just want to be a really in a really comfortable, safe environment. So we have pivoted um, that way. We're also doing just, you know, consultations where I can tell people like, do this, do this, do this. And it's not a full on design. So we're just trying to offer people help in any way that we see fit. And I'm also offering a lot of free content, yeah. you know, on Instagram live, uh, a lot of articles that we're doing, posting on social media, Um, I think that now is the time to really be a resource for people. Yeah. So if like 
a restaurant, if you're not physically able to go in and make food for people, then I would say maybe do free videos on Instagram because everybody's cooking. And then when, when business picks up, hopefully they'll remember you. I think you just have to sort of think about what, who, who are your ideal clients? What do they want and what can you do to support them right now? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So, so you, you actually treat, um, this, this period of isolation as, as an opportunity, right? I, I am looking at it that way. Um, uh, but it, you know, everybody's different. I have friends that are in other industries that are not looking at it that way just because they're not ready to accept where we are. So I think when you're ready to accept it, then you can pivot. Yeah. So looking back at your um, six years of running this business, what was the most difficult challenge you had to overcome? Uh, lots of fears. <laughs> it's all, all the challenges were my own challenges. I think, um, learning to communicate with clients in a more efficient way, um, learning to get out there and market and put myself out there. That was, you know, a lot of my own issues I had to overcome. What would I look like to other people? And now it's like, who cares what I, what other people think of me? I'm running a successful business. I don't need to have that on my, you know, myself, but you know, it's all my own issues that I've had to overcome and it's definitely not done. I'm still doing a lot of work on myself. So yeah. What you're not good at? I'm sorry. What what you're not good at? Because you've got amazing design. uh, (laughs) Other things that you're not good at. Um, I definitely can't hang art by myself and I'm a bad installer. I'm really clumsy. There's a lot that I'm not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't tell jokes. I'm 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 bad at lots of things. I can't yeah. sing. <laughs> if you had one superpower, what would it be? <laughs> um, I wanna I wanna be a singer. Like if I had a superpower, if I was the best singer ever, I would be singing to everyone. But <laughs> not something I can get. <laughs> so. No, that that that's interesting. Um. I guess another question I'd like to ask is what would you advise to, um, to females, uh, to, to girls or maybe boys, I don't know, um, who want to start a business today? Should they wait till COVID-19 is over? Uh, should they start planning? Because the situation today that a lot of people are losing jobs, right? And the job market actually gets, is getting saturated with, um, I looked at some uh, job descriptions and there are like 200 applications for each job. So yeah. it looks like entrepreneurship might be the way forward, right, in, in this situation. So what would be your advice? Should people wait till we out of this? Uh, no, I think people should start. I mean, there's never going to be a, a correct time to start anything. I think... If you are out of a job, why not focus on your business? If you're in a job that you don't like, why not take those after hours when you're home from work and focus on the business? Like there's so many hours in the day and I know that we're not optimizing them and I'm so guilty of it, right? Because I can sit home after work and watch TV for four hours or I can take one or two of those hours and work on a different business. Um, don't you think that people are not, 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 not taking those hours because they just mentally not in the right state? 
Yes, I agree. They're definitely mentally not in the right state. But I think if you want to do something, you have to figure out how to change your state of mind. Um, I think there's enough time in the day to spend even an hour on your business. And once you start doing it, you're more motivated and you'll spend more time on it. So I think it's just taking the first step, which everyone's afraid of. I was too. So baby steps. Baby steps, right. Um, so <laughs> what resources would, would, would you advise um, to start an entrepreneur? So what would, with hindsight, if you were to start your business again, what would you do differently? I would have started my email newsletter list right away because I don't have a high... Uh, MailChimp list. But if I had started it six years ago, I would have been collecting emails from day one. So I think that is the number one thing I can tell people is start collecting contact information for people that you encounter um, and just start networking. And you can always pivot just, you know, we're in strange times. So start with something. And if it's not working, adjust it as you go. I think, you know, don't be afraid to just change because no one's going to remember what you did a year ago, they're only going to remember what you're telling them right now. Right. Are, are you busy on social media? Very busy on social media. <laughs> are yeah. there any new uh, platforms that you need to explore, which you haven't done before, before COVID-19 situation? Um, I started watching a lot of TikTok. I'm not oh. participating in it. <laughs> I'm say this TikTok. I actually tried to figure out myself how to use it, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm not participating um but i am stalking it late at night because it's really fun to watch so it's definitely gives me um something to look forward to at night to watch people dancing um but tiktok is a fun one i'm definitely on instagram because interiors is a visual uh thing so we are sharing our work on pinterest and instagram and i'm on linkedin you know because that's i think where you can network with people yeah. Do you have many uh, business clients? Who are your perfect clients? Are you selling to customers, your designs, uh, or are you working with other businesses? Uh, I usually work with clients directly, not businesses. So my oh. ideal clients are uh, people that are busy and don't have time to design them ho- their homes themselves, yeah. but understand the need for a beautiful and functioning home. So my clients typically um, have young kids or are in transition, either having their first or second kid or the kids are going to middle school. And then I also have clients that are retiring and are setting up their home for their next phase of life um, and just need help creating a beautiful environment that functions so kids can run around and jump on the furniture, but also they can have friends over and feel like they're living in an adult house. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so what would be your you know, last advice to, to entrepreneurs? Um, I would say you're always going to be afraid. So just, just try it. And what happens? You know, when I first started my blog, I was so afraid to even publicize it. So I was just secretly writing a blog with no readers, which is so silly because I was afraid of what people would say. And then finally I would, you know, start kind of putting it on Facebook and putting it out there. So just do it. Even if you're not 
ready to share it with people yet, just get started. I think you'll gain confidence. Yeah, because that, that, that's, that's the problem for many um, small businesses. When they start a Facebook page and um, there is no one there to follow them, <laughs> how do you, how do you get, stay motivated to put the content out there if no one is listening? Yeah, but it's also, you know, your own fears, right? I didn't want to tell anyone. And then once you start telling people, people are excited for you. They want to help you. You know, you just have to kind of be a little brave. Take baby steps. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that's great advice from Tina. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, good luck with your pivoting. And, and um, you've got an amazing website, amazing design. So I'm sure our readers and listeners... Uh, we'll check you out because I'd like to have your design in my home. <laughs> but I would love that. Spread it around. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Yes, we can. We can make that work. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please send me any comments or feedback. If you're an entrepreneur and want to share your story, please contact me. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, please see the social media links and uh, links to offers from my guests on the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who create chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. So I'm really excited uh, to tell you that this podcast is now available as an Alexa skill. Uh, so you can search for resilient entrepreneur uh, skill and enable it as a flash briefing. So that's all from me. Uh, I, wish, I wish you good mental health and you are just one mind hack away. Till next time. Mm-hmm.